Leadership Nation podcast. Our guest today is a forward-thinking leader who lives and breathes radical generosity. She's a serial entrepreneur, an award-winning mentor, and a change maker who sees herself as a creative artist in the business world, creating new models, new mindsets, and new solutions for a better world. She's a passionate innovator and the founder of SheEO, an impressive global initiative to radically transform how we support, finance, and celebrate female entrepreneurs. We're delighted to have Vicki Saunders here with us today. And now to your host, co-founder and president of Women Leadership Nation, Jennifer Latticer. So thank you so much, Vicki, for agreeing to be on a podcast with me. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, excellent. So I fell in love with you and CEO from the very beginning um, and the whole concept. And um, I remember when you gave a TED Talk and um, I immediately got your book. And I have to say that after reading it, it made me want to quit my job. <laughs> oh, dear. I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did. <laughs> so, um, but it's incredibly, incredibly inspiring. So for any of those that don't know about CEO, what, you know, could you maybe give us a little bit of a background as to, sure. you know, what led you to this and, and really what it is all about? Yeah, well, I mean... The world is definitely catching up with the worldview that I've had for a very long time, which is uh, this concept of everything's broken. <laughs> there are just so many uh, systemic barriers uh, to people reaching their potential, so much racism, uh, so much bias built into all of our systems. And it's, uh, to many people, it's super unconscious. Um, and, you know, we're living in this time where things are all opening up, thankfully, uh, and it's also really painful as we transition to whatever is going to be the new world. But from a fairly young age, uh, I was pretty obsessed with having a big impact in the world. And for whatever reason, business was the container that I was interested in. Uh, I wanted to do something in business that would uh, make a positive impact. And I'm 55 years old. So like way back in the day when I was getting started, doing good and making money at the same time was not a thing. <laughs> it was very much like, what are you doing? This is very strange. Either like make your money and then give it away or you're just out of step with things. Um, but I, so I, you know, I think I was one of those original social entrepreneurs, but really like, how can you use that creative space of business to, to sort of go out and look at the challenges that we're facing and come up with unique uh, solutions for them. So I've spent most of my life doing that. And as I got more and more understanding of the barriers that existed out there, and certainly my experience as a woman uh, has informed a lot of my thinking, I started to really kind of dig deeper and see what was, what was actually the truth out there. And I found to my absolute shock, really, even though I, my, my own personal lived experience was that it was really hard to be funded as a female entrepreneur and get support. Um, but when I actually looked at the data, it was 51% of the population globally gets 2.2% uh, of the capital, which is impossible statistically uh, yeah. for any of the mathematicians who might be listening uh, without just, you know, obvious barriers in there. And so then I was like, wait a minute, we have all these business cases showing that if you invest in women, you get better returns and still not changing it. So data is not changing people's behavior. Uh, and as I just sort of looked at things, I felt like instead of trying to fix the existing system, let's just go create a new model. 
And I'm a really uh, creative thinker. I, you know, sometimes think of myself as an artist who's in business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, and I've experimented a ton with creating environments for people to really thrive and grow. Anyway, long answer to your question. No, that's <laughs> this is sort of the background to it. That's um, and so I thought, you know, if you are going to figure out a way to support women on their own terms to create the new models and the new mindsets and the new ways of doing business that we don't really see in front of us right now, scaled up, how would you do that? And so I mashed together a ton of different models and uh, created SheEO.World. And our approach is basically using this crowdfunding kind of model where uh, hundreds of women in each country contribute the equivalent of $1,100, $92 a month. Uh, It's a gift and it gets put into this uh, pool of capital with the other people who give gifts. And we sort of walk into this new experience, trusting entrepreneurs, trusting ourselves that we can actually create a really unique environment uh, and better outcomes by trusting instead of starting with control. (laughs) Big shift you need to do. Um, And then we loan that money out at 0% interest to uh, women entrepreneurs who apply, who are working on what we call the world's to-do list. So the UN Sustainable Development Goals. So everyone's working on something that's critical in the world. We're not making dumb apps that have like, you know, that are increasing mm-hmm. inequality and creating, you know, with bad business working conditions. It's like everybody is trying to create like the business of the future from social hiring to zero waste to carbon neutral, et cetera. Um, and so we started this uh, several years ago, five years ago in Canada. We've funded 68 ventures so far, all kinds of cool uh, women-led ventures across four countries. We just entered our fifth country. Uh, and this model is kind of unique because the gift uh, that is loaned out to entrepreneurs creates that relationship. And all of us then sort of join the team in a way, mm-hmm. if we can, uh, of this entrepreneur who needs support. And it literally, if you're sitting there thinking, oh, but I don't know enough about business. How could I be part of this? You don't need to. Um, I think you could share some of your experience, but we... We have women um, from ages 11 to 95 in our community as activators. That's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. It really is because it's it's getting, um, first of all, all perspectives, but also like it's inspiring these, imagine what it would have been like to have that type of network at that age. Oh yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And yeah, I think about it a lot because when I was growing up, I don't know about you, but I was really looking for the role models who were doing things really differently and like creating a better world. And I couldn't really find them. Yeah. All my role models were men. Yeah. (laughs) And and so like, I mean, I started in venture capital and um, I was one of only two women. And so my entire experience was really jaded. I always thought there was something wrong with me. Like I I, I clearly remember coming back from a meeting. And I thought, wow, this went really well. Like I actually had a voice. I spoke up. And then we get back to the meeting and uh, the gentleman says, well, I think that went terribly. You know, next time you need to stop talking over me. But I was just talking. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. So I think back to like, imagine if you had that. And so I think things are shifting a little bit. Um, I can also speak to the network. Um, uh, just, you know, you're in New Zealand now, which is amazing. And we have a daughter in New Zealand. And I posted just a little while ago, especially with COVID, um, and she had had a knee operation. So she um, had to leave her job. And uh, so now she was looking for something. I posted on the, the network saying, please, anybody. And it was amazing. Quickly, somebody came to the table from New Zealand. So, you know, and I'm in Canada. Yeah. (laughs) So I think the power, like you say, it's not 
just the the funding that's going to these women, but it's the fact that when they're funded, they can go to this incredible network and say, you know, advice. Do you have any help? Do you have any, you know, that's, that's really powerful. Yeah, it's, it's really unique. We've been, uh, it's just evolved so much from the beginning too. It was really, you know, designed and born as an idea to get capital, uh, financial and otherwise like introductions and networks and customers into the hands of really interesting women innovators, but it's evolved into this whole like incredible community of women all supporting each other. So everyone who came in to give a gift to others who are doing great work are now gifting the same kinds of things to each other, right? And helping each other. And it's become this, you know, sort of giant network of radically generous women. And it's that affiliation of like, you actually step in with that mindset and that spirit of giving before receiving, it really changes the dynamic, right? People aren't walking in going like, I asked for help and I didn't get it. What's going on here? Like, it's not like that at all. There are none of those people in our network. (laughs) (laughs) So that goes to the point of um, what really uh, inspired me too, is the concept of radical generosity and just the whole idea. I mean, there's certainly some people that are like, they don't get the concept, but those that get it really get it. And maybe you can explain what that is. Sure. Well, so, um, you know, I'm, I've always been quite obsessed with figuring out uh, what conditions create the environment for, for me personally to thrive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, then no, and then I did a whole bunch of studying around business culture uh, and learning cultures, behavior change, and like, what are the conditions that help people you know, bring their gifts forward into the world. I, I think find that quite fascinating. And um, so one of one of the things I noticed over and over is we have this environment in business where it's kind of like, suck it up, keep quiet, step over the other person to win, winner takes all. Um, it's not really a safe space to go, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Can someone help me? Right? You just get like, it's that's not a nice thing to say yeah. out loud in most places. <laughs> Uh, and everyone just tries to pretend they know what they're doing and it's just a mess behind the scenes. And in particular with women, we're very conditioned not to ask and to leave ourselves last. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I kept trying to boil this down to like, what is the essence that would really transform things? And, uh, you know, I just witnessed if people were in a space where they assumed everyone around them would help them if they asked, mm-hmm. what what kind of environment might that create? And, uh, you know generosity is just at the core of all these incredible health outcomes, reducing stress, makes us feel better, more meaning in our lives when we're generous. Um, But I also, you know, have grown up in this very male dominated world with a whole bunch of brothers. Uh, And I thought, you know, if I walked home at the end of the day and said, I was so generous today. (laughs) Exactly. You can think about this from your venture capital past. People would be like, oh my God, want, want, whatever, Vic, you know. But really great, you know, loser. Like we'd really, we would not value that. Um, And so I thought, how do I make it like cool to be generous? And so honestly, I literally just put radical in front of it, radical generosity. And then people are like, what's that? And I'm like, exactly. We don't know. Let's go practice it. Yeah. And so this concept of practicing being radically generous has had a really transformative impact on me personally. Mm -hmm. I you know, things like an email comes to you or someone says, says something to you that's not that kind. Mm-hmm. If you take one breath and then go, what's the radically generous response? Right. It just creates all these conditions for a better outcome. You have no idea what's going on with people ever. Really not. Yeah. No, we think we do. And so um, we're just short and not as kind with each other and building relationships this way 
mm-hmm. not only makes us happier, but it also creates the conditions for other people's dreams to come out of them. And oh. we need their dreams. We need people to be happy and kind and generous these days. Like it's just yeah. a painful environment we've created for ourselves. So that's, that's the spirit underneath it. Um, and it's, you know, it's not a thing. It's not a, here's the definition of radical generosity. It's literally right. a practice. That's yeah. amazing. And so that kind of gets to the point of even the current environment today. Um, you know, one thing that um, I've been trying to challenge myself with understanding is you do need to change the models. And so how do, and what advice do you have for large corporations that are saying, yeah, you know what, we know that we need to do something different. They maybe can't change things overnight. Like what advice do you have for them to help build a... Yeah, I, th- I think we need to s- step back and uh, ask ourselves what we value. Do we value making money more than people? Yeah. You know, we've created a world where uh, it's like people are serving the economy. Like it's, this, like it's a bear. It's out, like, out of control as opposed to the economy is there to serve us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, I really do think this COVID moment is an opportunity to step back and reflect on things that we thought were not possible before. Mm-hmm. have, you know, dramatically transformed in the last 10 yeah. weeks. And so uh, I was listening to this one podcast that was like, every week is like a year right now. You know, we've yeah. fast forwarded a whole decade in the past two and a half months where nobody was talking about universal basic income or saying that's never going to happen to now it's, it's here, just has a different name, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and the fact that you can trust people to work at home and be productive and, um, and work collaboratively without being in the same room with each other. There's just so much shifting, mm-hmm. presumably that people have done. I've done it. I don't know. Like if people haven't done the work, then that's yeah. a thing, but yeah. No, I, I see it too. Like even, so my husband, he used to travel all the time and the, the fact that he's, you know, it's simple things like the fact that at night we can go for a bike ride with our son, which before he was home at seven o'clock at night, quickly eating and then going to bed. Right. And so like, and also in terms of like teams being able to, to realize you don't have to like kill yourself 24 seven. Um, and you can have that balance and people are starting to open up a little bit more where it was maybe really formal. But then now that you are seeing interviewing somebody and it's maybe in their bedroom, even if there is, you know, like it just kind of is breaking down that shell so that you can get to actually have a real conversation, which is kind of nice. Well, I feel like there's a lot more humanity in our lives yeah, right now than there was a couple sure. of months ago. Yeah. I mean, when the kid comes streaking in naked, you know, <laughs> as you're like doing your presentation, you're like, hi, <laughs> how's it going? Oopsie. And it's, it's, it's just now really recognizing that we are actually humans with lives going on. Right. Yeah. No, that's amazing. So, I mean, uh, what, what do you see as next? I mean, um, you know, certainly there's been some amazing twists and turns in, in your journey as well. And, um, you know, what do you see as being next for Shio or is, is that something that's not an accurate question? It's more of you're just organically going towards. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, you're good. You know, this, what I will answer to this, <laughs> uh, but my, uh, you know, we follow the energy at CEO. That's, that's part of the, the model of our leadership. And so we're looking for, you know, where does this community want to go next? It's very much co-created. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, 
uh, at the moment, we're in five countries. We, I was just responding to someone from Africa. I did a call yesterday with India. Uh-huh. Like it's, it's becoming easier for us to, to be connected globally uh, mm-hmm. and not have to get on a plane and go places. So I'm no longer restricted by that. I could go to seven countries in a day if I want to. I was uh, worried about you actually at certain points. Yeah. I see you on Facebook and I'm like, oh my gosh, how does she do it? I'm exhausted and I don't travel (laughs) that much. Yeah. You know, it has been, I mean, I understand this is an incredibly challenging time for so many people. Um, And I, yeah, it's been a bit of a gift for me in many ways because I have been on the road for two weeks a month for the last five years and it's been hard to get into any kind of, you know, personal routine. So I'm now, it's quite, it's quite awesome to not have to get on a plane and to be able to continue to connect with people. So uh, that part has been really interesting, but we're um, obviously going to continue to expand the model. It's led locally by different countries around the world. So those who uh, are interested in the CEO model can just reach out to us mm-hmm. um, and we'll see where it goes. But I, I'm kind of hoping that uh, as more and more people see that the existing approaches are not working, mm-hmm. uh, that they step into creating new approaches without knowing exactly what the outcome is going to be. Like, I think it's going to take a leap of faith with a lot of people to believe that they can actually be part of changing things and Mm -hmm. activate themselves into a new world. It's really our only hope. We just can't sit here and keep throwing rocks at each other. We've got to figure out how to build the new world. Yeah, for sure. And um, maybe I'll end on, is there any amazing stories that you want to tell? Like certainly um, the success that the activators and the, um, the actual uh, ventures are having is amazing. And like you said, like hundred percent of the, the, um, the funds are being repaid and they're seeing incredible growth. Is there any stories that you want to share? Yeah, I think, I mean, there's just so much interesting stuff going on. So we are doing these calls every single week. Uh, you know, part of the COVID thing is, um, when the pandemic was announced and, you know, a lot of our ventures immediately lost 50, 75, hundred percent of their revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we called, we pulled everyone together on a global venture call uh, a couple of days after and, and just said, what status are you red, yellow, green, you know, what's going on. And we've been tracking that ever since each week. Uh, and so getting a sense of who's struggling and who's not and making sure our resources are going to those who are in the most amount of pain and need the most support. Mm-hmm. And so ventures have been loaning each other money. They've been sharing staff, you know, like I can't use these people right now. Do you need staff? Some people are hiring. So it's, we have this um, commitment to one another that no ventures will go down during this time that we will all thrive. Uh, and so we're, you know, meeting every week to make sure that happens. And then in the activator community, activators obviously are supporting all of these ventures too. Um, and each other. So doing these weekly calls, getting into smaller groups together on Zoom um, and sharing what we need and resourcing each other. This, you know, we've said for a while, we have everything that we need in this network. All you need to do is ask. Um, Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay, sure. Uh, And and now it's, you know, literally every single time you get on a call, you're like, whoa, I just can't believe that happened. How did I get in a room with five people? And there's a person who has exactly what I'm looking for or someone who yeah. can help me, right? It's just, it's, it's so we've got this new hashtag called CEO magic because we're like, <laughs> what are we going to call this? It's like yeah. so unbelievable. It just keeps happening over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's, it's really a reminder that this exists all the time in, in our world, but we've designed it out. You know, we've designed these beautiful synchronous moments out of things uh, and to recognize that at any given moment, the teacher's in front of you, but you have mm-hmm. to actually ask first. Um, the resources are there. We have a lot more than we think that we do. 
Mm-hmm. It's just a real reprogramming because we're so programmed into scarcity, isolation, do it yourself. Yeah. Uh, and it's way harder to be a human in that kind of environment than it is mm-hmm. to be in one that's connected. So yeah, I'm like my number one thing for everybody right now is find your people get in a relationship with other people, jump into networks like CEO or others uh, where you can um, not feel so alone. It's really, really important. Thank you for listening to Women Leadership Nation's Breaking Barriers podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and share the stories of inspiration and encouragement to women all around the world by forwarding it to a friend. We want to help you continue to learn and grow. Visit WLNAcademy.com for additional resources, guides, training opportunities, and sign up to keep in touch so we can let you know the exciting things that are happening next. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, keep breaking barriers.